Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Jar. My name is Chris, and I'm so glad you chose to hang out with us today. I'd like to begin this morning by having a one-question, multiple-choice pop quiz, okay? So don't freak out. It's multiple-choice, but one-question, multiple-choice uh, pop question, and here it is. According to the Gallup poll, 90% of all Americans do one of the following. A, exercise. B, uh, drive a car. Or C, pick their nose. Or D, none of the above. Okay? So look at the person beside you. For those of you on the stream, go ahead, answer that the best way you can. Balcony people, uh, do that as well. Uh, answer that. Uh, what is the correct answer? And uh, if you want to know what it is, it is actually D, none of the above. Okay? It's D, none of the above. Now, you need to know that picking your nose weekly was 89% of Americans. So, just look at the row beside you or the people in front of you or behind you. And this is what I know. We have a lot of nose pickers here. Okay? And for those of you on the stream, figure that out yourself as you pick your nose and no one sees it. Well, uh, it is true, none of those are something that 90% of all Americans do weekly, but there is something that 90% of all Americans do weekly, and we're going to talk about that today. And it's one word, and the word is pray. 90% of all of us in this auditorium, everybody on this stream, we pray weekly. But have you ever had some of these questions come to your mind before? Does it work? Have you ever been praying before and you're just wondering to yourself, does this work? Have you ever felt confused by prayer? Have you ever been praying and wondering, no, is there anyone up there? Do they hear what I'm saying? Have you ever been praying and believing God for something and you prayed for it again and again and again and again and you want something significant to happen and yet it doesn't get answered the way that you want it? Well, if you've ever experienced that before, you are in luck because today we are going to look at a story in the life of Daniel, who we've been talking about over the last three weeks. His story is found in the Old Testament, the first half of the Bible, of how he prayed over and over and over again, and the results were not coming the way that he desired. And yet, even in the midst of that, he stood in his faith. And today we want to talk about how do we stand in our faith even when prayers are not being answered the way that we want them to be answered. Now, as we come into the story today, you need to remember that Daniel is about 80 years old. He has been praying for decades and decades and decades, close to 60 years that he's been praying that the temple would be restored and that the Israelites would actually be able to come back into their homeland. And think about that. He's been praying for 60 years and nothing has happened in either one of those regards. The temple had not been rebuilt and the people had not come out of bondage. So 
Daniel did what Daniel always did. And what he did was he dug deeper and he prayed harder. In fact, he decided that he would go on a 21-day prayer and fasting vigil. He was going to pray for 21 days, not eat any food, desperately crying out to God that he would restore the temple and that the people would be brought back and that God would speak to him about this. And for 20 days, nothing happened. Nothing that he heard from God. But on the 21st day, he had a vision of an angelic being. Now, today we're going to look at Daniel chapter 10. And let me just tell you that we're not totally sure who this angelic being is. Now, I believe, along with many biblical scholars, most of them believe that this was probably the pre-incarnate Christ. So all of you, what I want you to do, go ahead, get your thinking caps on, okay? For those of you who are on the stream, don't go anywhere right now. Think, because you'll get lost if you do. And what we need to think about is, like, what is the pre-incarnate Christ? Well, you'll need to remember that at the very beginning, God existed. God was there before the foundation of the world took place. God is Trinity. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, a mystery that we cannot fully explain. And then Jesus appears in the New Testament. He comes in the form of a, a baby, a human being. He grows up. He becomes the greatest teacher ever known. He goes ahead and he dies on a cross. He's resurrected Three days later. But what you need to realize is long before he ever came in bodily form, he existed at the very beginning of the foundation of the world. You see, in the Old Testament, the first half of the Bible, there are different times that we have appearances several times of Christ. Now, this concept is a theological word called a Christophany. So if you're ever like around other people and they're like, hey, do you have a big vocabulary? You go, yeah, I know the word Christophany. And what a Christophany is, is basically an appearance or a non-physical manifestation of Christ. So this vision of an angelic being seems to be a Christophany. We're not for sure. But that's what I'm going to say. Because this is what I've kind of learned. If you're going to err in some way, let's err on Jesus, right? Like, uh, are you with me today? Wake up, people. Okay. If we're going to err in some way in our life, let's err on Jesus. You got me? Okay. So let's jump into this vision. Daniel chapter 10, starting in verse 5. Daniel said this, I looked up and saw a man dressed in linen clothing. With a belt of pure gold around his waist, his body looked like a precious gem, his face flashed like lightning, and his eyes flamed like torches. Okay, I realize any of you that are Star Wars fan, you're like, man, this is awesome. Okay, now this is what I need you to know, that this vision that is in Daniel chapter 10 looks very, very similar to Revelation chapter 19. 
So for those of you that want to check that out this week, read Revelation 19 and Daniel chapter 10. And you'll be like, wow, this looks like exactly who Jesus Christ is explained to be at the end of the Bible. All right. Daniel goes on then. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. In other words, when he spoke, it was as if there were tens or hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands. When he spoke, he had a powerful voice that rang out. Verse 7. Only I, Daniel said, saw this vision. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away to hide. So I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. I was left there all alone to see this vision. Now, uh, what's really interesting to me in this scripture is that Daniel is the only one who sees this. The other guys do not see this. And the question becomes, why is that? Um, Well, we don't know for sure, but we do know this, both in Scripture and I bet you've experienced this. Sometimes God will speak to one person and not to somebody else, whether it's just a prompting, something in their spirit, something through Scripture. But they'll speak something to someone And maybe not someone else. Um, A few weeks ago, uh, it was a Wednesday morning. I had not slept very well that night. And I got up very early in the morning, about 4.30 in the morning. And I didn't want to wake Jen up. And so I went ahead and I pulled out my Bible app. And as I was reading, this scripture uh, came uh, on the app. It said this. Jesus said... Anyone who intends to come with me to let me, let me say it again. Jesus said, anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Anyone who thinks you're in the driver's seat, Jesus says, you're not. And I woke up that morning and I was so convicted. I was like, Man, I'm not in the driver's seat. I'm not in control. Whatever's going on, he's the one that's going to lead. I don't have to control the church. I don't have to try to control the world. I don't have to control my family. He's the one in the driver's seat. He is the pilot. On some days, I'm the co-pilot. Some days, I'm down in the baggage area, okay? But that's me. But he is the one who is in the driver's seat. And so Jen wakes up. She's getting ready. I go, babe, you got to read this. This is just so powerful. This is so great. Look at this scripture. And I show it to her. And then Jen said, yep, that's right, honey. You're not in the driver's seat. And then she went on to say this just very flippantly. She said, I was thinking about uh, that maybe we would have tacos tonight. What do you think? I mean, I think tacos would be really good. What do you think? And this woman is saying all of this. I've had this amazing moment with God, and I'm looking at her, and I'm like, tacos? Do you see what has been shared? And this was what was going on. God had expressed this to me, but not to Jen. Jen was thinking tacos. I was not. 
Have you ever had a powerful moment before where you have this spiritual experience where you feel like God has kind of revealed something to you, maybe in Scripture or in your life, or you're like, hey, I'm wanting to change, and you got the family or the friends, everyone's in the car, and you're driving and you're trying to explain this, and someone goes, can we get Starbucks? I mean, I need a coffee. Can we get... And you're like, what are you thinking? Well, like, what's going on? Well, this is what happened to Daniel. He had this powerful spiritual moment, but his friends did not experience it. And then in the middle of verse 8, he says this. Again, remember, the presence of Christ, this angelic being says, My strength left me. My face grew deathly pale. So, Daniel sees this and he says, my strength left me, my face grew deathly pale, and I felt very weak. Now, watch, watch what happens. Then I heard the man speak, and when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and lay there with my face to the ground. I lay there with my face to the ground. Now, what is that all about? What is that all about? This is what I want you to know. Folks, the strongest person in the world cannot bear the weight of the glory of God. Let me say that again. The strongest person in the world cannot bear the weight of the glory of God. I mean, have you ever had an experience before, a spiritual experience, where you felt the presence of God so greatly that it was like you started losing strength? You, you just felt so light, where maybe you thought, I'm not even sure I can stand right now. I'm just experiencing the presence of God. Maybe in church, maybe at a camp that you went to, some experience where you felt losing strength that you couldn't even Stand. Well, I've had a couple of moments like that, and I just want to share one of them with you today. Before we started uh, the jar, for 18 months, I spent every single day praying uh, about where did God want us to start the church. Sometimes I would spend two, three, four hours in prayer just asking God, please. Tell me where you want us to start the church. I had 120 other people who committed to praying for me daily with this. I went to multiple different conferences on how to start, how to plant a church. Jennifer and I actually looked at some in California and Arizona and Kentucky. And we were just seeking God with all that we had of where do you want us to plant this church. And 18 months went by and I heard absolutely nothing. And I got confused and I got angry and I got anxious and I became discouraged and I became extremely overwhelmed. And what I'm going to share with you next, some of you are not going to believe, some of you on the stream will not believe, and that's okay. I've come to be okay with it. But one particular morning, after these 18 months, I was just praying and crying out to God. And I remember I pulled out my journal, and I just wrote this question. God, please, just tell me, where do you want me to start this church? And all of a sudden, I felt this weight on my shoulders pressing me down. Until I was finally laying on the ground 
completely on my face. And then I sensed this prompting, this voice that said, Chris, I want you to start this church in Muncie and never ask me again. And all of a sudden, the presence of God was so heavy that when I was able to physically finally get back up, I knew what the call for the rest of my life was going to be, and we did it. Now again, I know some of you that are on the stream, some of you are who are here for the first time, or some of you that are like, I don't know about that. Chris, did you eat tacos the night before? Like, is that what it was? Was it tacos? Was that it? Well, I don't really care what you think. Because I know what I heard. And this is what's ironic. If you don't believe in any of this, you're sitting in a chair today. And those of you who are on the stream, you're watching this. Because the presence of God came to me in a moment and called me to do something that you're sitting at listening today. And this is what my prayer has been all week long. That some of you today might have a moment like that. That you might actually have a moment where God would come to you in a powerful way and that you would be able to stand in your faith even if you're being challenged in some way right now. And you could be a different person. And so at the end of the celebration, we're going to have a moment of prayer. I'm going to be praying for people that if anyone needs strength in their faith, you're going through something, or everything's fine, but you need strength, that you'll come for prayer. And for those of you that are on the stream, the host will pray for you as well. So, for the second half of the teaching, what I simply want to do is share with you uh, three practical things that you need when you're praying, and it seems like your prayers are not being answered the way that you want to. When it seems like nothing is happening, how do you still stand firm in the faith? And here's your first fill-in, either in your program or on the JAR app, and it's this. You always need to remember that God cares about you more than you do. That's your first fill-in. That God cares about you more than you do. Our good God cares about you more than you do. In verse 10, Daniel says this, Just then a hand touched me and did what? Let's read these two words that are underlined. What did he do? He lifted me. He lifted me. What did he do again? He lifted me. He lifted me. Uh, My grandma Bunch, one of her favorite hymns was a hymn called Love Lifted Me. The lyrics to part of it go like this. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. And uh, after we sang that song on a particular Sunday, we were done, and I'm running around out in the parking lot, and she kind of grabbed me by the arm, and she said, Chris, do you know what that love is that we sang about today? And I was just a young little elementary kid, kind of a punk, like, what's the next thing we're going to do? I go, no, no, Grandma, I don't. And she goes, that love that we sing about today is about Jesus. And that no matter how much you fall down, He will lift you up. 
Jesus will always reach down, Chris, to lift you up. You see, folks, what you need to understand is that when we fall, that what happens is God does not extend His hand to condemn us. He extends His hand to lift us up. He doesn't extend to condemn. He extends to lift you up. And this is what Daniel says. Just then the hand touched me and lifted me up. Some of you are going to sense that today. That you're going to sense that Christ is there to help to lift you up. Still trembling to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. Daniel, you are very precious to God. For some of you right now, this is your moment. God is saying to you, whatever your name is, say your name. And then he's saying, you are precious to me. That I care about you more than anything else. There's nothing you can do to make me love you more. There's nothing you can do to make me love you less. I love you. You are precious in my sight. You are valuable to me. You've been listening to all the wrong recordings. What you need to listen to, what I said to Daniel, I'm saying to you today, you are precious in my sight. And then the voice says, Daniel... You are precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up. Everybody say that out loud. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. We're going to stand up for I have been sent to you, Christ says. When he said this to me, I stood up trembling. The first thing you have to remember when you when prayers are not being answered and you need to stand firm in your faith. God cares for you more than you do. And then secondly, God is doing more than you understand. Whatever's going on, God is actually doing more than you understand. Now, this is where it gets really, really cool. Verse 12 says this, Then He, Christ, said, don't be afraid. Some of you need to hear that today. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humbly and to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in and to answer your prayer. I have come in to answer your prayer. Okay, let me talk to some of you right now that you've been praying for something for a very long time and you have not received any answer. Some of you have been praying and praying and praying about something in your life and you haven't received an answer. And in the back of your head, because you've been praying so long, you're like, is God even listening? I mean, I've been praying about this thing over and over again. Does he even care? I mean, do my prayers just kind of flow out there somewhere in space and nothing ever gets answered? Uh, like, what is going on, God? I mean, I mean, am I just wasting my breath? Is it like there's nothing there? I mean, 
For some of you, you've been praying for something for a long time. And folks, this is what I need you to understand. The very first prayer you ever prayed as a small child or as an adult, God heard your prayer. And every single time that you prayed for healing for yourself or for someone that you loved, God heard your prayer. The times that you have prayed for your own children, that maybe some of them have gone far away and you prayed for a miracle, God heard your prayer. God loves it when we pray consistently and He hears all of that, but every first prayer you've ever had, God heard your prayer. Heaven opened up to be able to hear your prayer. You know, Daniel, you think about it. He's prayed and prayed and prayed since he was 14. He's been praying and praying and praying. And now he's 80 years old for days and months and weeks and years and decades. And what does he get for all of his prayer up until this point? Nothing. Nothing for the things that he has been praying for has changed. But just because he didn't see anything didn't mean that God is not doing something. Man, that's good. Some of you didn't hear that. You need to hear this again. Come back. Don't fall asleep. This is worth the price of admission, folks. Just because you're not seeing anything, it doesn't mean that God is not doing something. So you just keep praying. You just keep Believing, and you may not see anything, but it doesn't mean that in the realms of heaven, there is not a battle going on to try and answer your prayer. Because God loves you too much that He's not working in what you're asking for. He's doing something. Sometimes He just does it behind the scenes. For example, if we pulled the the curtain behind me away, you'd see all kinds of stuff like, oh man, because God is constantly working, you would be like, whoa, I didn't even know that was back there. Yeah, God is working behind the scenes. He's doing things that you wouldn't even understand. And the kingdom of light will always overcome the darkness. So... How do you stand in faith when your prayers are not being answered the way that you want? First of all, you got to remember that God cares about you more than you do. And secondly, he's doing more, folks, than what you understand. And then thirdly, and this is your last fill-in, God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. Paul, the guy who's considered one of Jesus' closest followers, he said these words. He said, in your weakness, his strength is made perfect. In your weakness, his strength is made perfect. Folks, I know some of you are in a place right now where you feel like, I don't think it's worth it. You've got faith. It's just you're kind of like at the end of your rope. You're like, I just, I don't know. And this is what I want to encourage you today. Hold on. Hold on. You do not even understand what God might be doing. And when you're at your weakest point, 
That's where God reaches down and lifts you up. So hold on. We've gone through a crazy year, all kinds of stuff. Things are crazy right now. God is still there and He is wanting to reach down and lift you up. That in your weakness, He is strong. Because if it was your power, you could do it on your own. And so when you surrender in weakness to Him, that's where you find strength that comes from God. For some of you, this describes you right now. My strength needs some encouragement. In verse 17, this is what Daniel says to Christ, this angelic being. He says, how can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord? My strength is gone. My strength is gone. I can hardly breathe. For some of you, that describes you right now. My strength is gone. I've been hanging into this marriage I've been hanging on for the kids, but my strength is gone. I've been fighting this health issue, and I keep fighting and fighting and fighting, and the doctors don't know, and my strength is gone. Financially, it just seems like we never can make it at the end of the month. My strength is gone. I can hardly breathe. Verse 18, Then the one who looked like a man did what? Let's read this out loud together. This underlined part. What's it say? Touched me again. What did he do? He touched me again. And what happened? Daniel said, And I felt my strength returning. When he touched me again, I felt my strength returning. You know, for some of you, this is all you need right now. This is your God moment. That you might receive a touch from God today. One touch and your faith is restored. One touch and all of a sudden you're encouraged again. One touch and that thing that you've been praying for over and over again and you're almost ready to give up on, one touch allows you to persevere, to be able to pray through whatever that is. One touch will allow you to not give up on that kid that has gone wayward. One touch allows you to continue to go forward in the presence of God. One touch and your strength is returning. One touch and the presence of God is filling you up and everything changes with one touch. And then the story ends as Christ says to Daniel, don't be afraid. He says that again, don't be afraid. And just in case you didn't hear it the first time, let me tell you again, Daniel, for you are precious to God. For you are precious to God. Peace. Be encouraged. Be strong. Folks, let me be honest with you. When it comes to prayer, sometimes God answers exactly the way we want it, and sometimes He doesn't. But as you're standing in faith, you can always stand knowing that God cares about me more than I do. 
And that He's doing more than what I can understand. And His strength is made perfect in my weakness. Because just because you don't see anything, it doesn't mean that God is not doing something. Just because you can't see anything, it doesn't mean that God isn't doing something. And so, this is the way we're going to close today. Uh, I've been praying about it all week, and I lost. I said, God, I don't know if I want to do this, and he said, do it. And so this is the way we're going to pray, this is the way we're going to end. We're going to give a moment for anyone to have an opportunity to receive prayer. To have strength and faith in your life. And so I'm going to invite right now uh, our prayer folks uh, to come forward, if you're part of the prayer team, to come up, both in the balcony and down here. And if you need strength for anything, I wouldn't leave this place today without getting some prayer. And uh, we want to be able to pray for you. And uh, if it takes a little while, that's okay. And for those of you that are on the stream right now, if you need prayer for anything, just type in right now, I need prayer. And one of our hosts will be there to be able to pray for you. And uh, what's going to take place is, is that Caleb will lead us in a song and we're going to have some moments for you to simply get some prayer. And then once that's kind of over, he'll wrap it up and you guys are free to go. Have a great week. Know you're loved in this place. But I was thinking about it that I need some strength in some areas of my own life. And so I'm going to be the first one uh, to go down here and get some prayer from Patty. And then after that, I'll come here and I'll stand. And if you want prayer for anything and you come up, I'll pray for you. And if you're up in the balcony, like I said, that's there. Again, for those of you on this stream, just say, I need prayer and someone will pray for you. And maybe for some of you, today is the first day that you've ever really accepted Christ. That you would give your one and only life to Him. That what you've been sensing is, I need this relationship and He wants to give that to you. And when you come up to pray, people are just going to ask you two questions. One, what's your name? You can do that, right? You can do that? What's your name? Yeah. And then secondly, they're going to say, what do you need prayer for to strengthen your faith? And whatever that thing is, you just give it to them and they'll pray for you. And then we'll be done. So I'm going to go right now and get prayer for a couple things in my life that I need strengthened for. And I hope that many of you might follow. So let's take a moment to bring the lights down to kind of give us a moment with God. And uh, like I said, I'm going to get some prayer. I hope many of you might follow as well. Let's pray.
So what can I say? What can I do? But I promise heart, oh God, complete So what can I say? What can I do? But offer this heart, oh God, and please And all I am is 
So guys, before we go, before we go leave this place, let's just close our eyes together and let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time. We thank you for allowing us to be able to stand. We thank you for who you are, Father. So we just ask that you take the things we're holding on to right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just give it all to you in the name of Jesus right now. Amen. All right, guys, so if you still want to pray, feel free to, uh, to take advantage of our pray team, prayer team. But we thank you so much for being with us this morning. Just know that we love you, that you are loved in this place. And before you go, just a reminder that we are doing group connect after second celebration. So feel free to connect with us so we can share in this wonderful thing called authentic community. Amen. So have a wonderful place. You are, have a wonderful day today. You are dismissed. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining our live stream today. If you prayed that prayer, we want to celebrate with you. So be sure to tap that raise hand button or go to the jar.org slash accept. We would also 